You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. I don't know about you, but I'm in a very kind of uncanny way excited about this season. In fact, this afternoon I was thinking, why is it that some people see everything as half full rather than others see things as half empty? That in challenging times, there's such a different way that we can respond to life. And it is true that globally our world is in a crisis. We're in unexpected times with the COVID-19 virus. And of course, with that comes a lot of challenges. And it's in times like this, I think we need to be inspired by one another. I think we need to come back and understand some things, maybe that we put on a shelf or we never knew that there is a hope that can take us and lead us through the greatest of challenges. In fact, uh, in our church, as many of you know, we have been looking at this whole subject of hope and how that hope has a requirement to be activated. You need to step into hope. But tonight I want to talk about an anchored hope. I want to talk about the fact that uh, we need to take hope and anchor it on something that doesn't move. Let me put it another way. Someone who never fails us. And when you understand that that is available, everything shifts. And even in times like this, we're used to auditoriums filled with people. And here we are, online church, coming into the lounge rooms, coming onto phones, onto computers of people. And people hearing, we heard even this morning, across the globe, people tuning in, people that normally aren't in church. And it's, it's the same human issue we all have. We need to find hope in times where there is challenge surrounding us. And I love what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 15 and verse 13. It was his prayer. And he said this, may the God of hope fill you. That's a great statement. I'm praying that the God I've discovered who brings hope, he is literally going to fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him. The, The fact that we can have a trust in a God that's greater than our humanness, our human surroundings, that we can lock into a God that has an answer for everything. Then he went on and he says, by the Holy Spirit, you can even overflow with hope. And maybe your reality tonight is like, I'm concerned, I've lost my job, the prognosis is not good. What's it gonna look like if we go into lockdown or we already are in lockdown? We're in a place where what's going to happen with our kids and what if somebody contracts this virus? Already somebody in our family has the virus. I want to tell you tonight that there is a God wanting to bring not just a touch of hope, but he wants to fill you. He, He wants to come into your heart and so that you can discover that even in this time, there is joy and peace that can be found. And in that time of hopelessness, Hope can come from another source. And I thank God that he's that kind of God. All of us in life go through tough times. There are seasons that are very dark. And in our humanity, if we don't find hope, if we don't anchor into hope, then we find those times overwhelming, challenging. Again, Paul writes in Romans 15 verse 1, And this was an encouragement to the believers. He says, make sure that if you are strong and able in faith, that you don't just take that to yourself. Step in, lend a hand to those who are faltering. Not just do what's convenient for you. And I think we're in a world that is awakening 
to the reality we need one another. The strength of our own hands is not enough, but we need people to be there. Strength is for service, he says, not for status. So make sure that each one of us look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves or asking them as well, how can we help you? In the season of challenge, let's be in there with our neighbours and our work colleagues, our family and friends, people we meet everywhere. Let's be there for them. Let's not be pinching their toilet paper from the trolley next to us in the supermarket. But realise that God can use our hands and God can take the faith that many of us carry and help others. He goes on, he says, that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus didn't come with some religious rhetoric. No, he didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's trouble. He waded right in and he helped out. And it's our prayer today, whoever you are, that God would help you understand there are people that want to be there for you. That this is a time where we need each other. And I've lived long enough to realize that whatever we go through, the greatest tragedies in life, the greatest challenges in seasons, they all pass. Yeah. Yeah. For every winter, there is a spring. Yeah. For every downtime, there's an uptime coming. Yeah. And I want to stir you. I want to encourage you that God created seasons and God's aware of how that works. But when you learn, when I learn to anchor hope, it catapults me into an expanded future. Yeah. It literally takes my now and God is the center of that hope. And that hope, if we hold it dear, is going to unlock our future's potential. And so tonight, just be in that place. Realize there is an enemy at large. There is an enemy that is against us and he wants to attack your hope and he wants to incite fear. Even with this virus, fear that would grip a hand and a a handle on your heart. We've got to break through and say, no, 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 this isn't the end of the story. This is the beginning of a God moment that God can step in. Uh, The psalmist, and I love the psalmists as they just reflected their heart before God. This is what the psalmist said in Psalm 27, 13. You realize, or I realized, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, in my reality today, I've got to stand and say, I choose hope. I choose that no matter what the glass looks like, it's going to fill up and I'm going to step into the promises of God. And I thought it would be great to do church a little different. We're used to doing that around life. So to have Marie joining me is fantastic. My wife, Uh, to have Ben Mays, uh, great to have you here today, Ben. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's great. And here we are again tonight. And Caroline Wood, She's a great friend and uh, somebody that we admire dearly. I mean, a mum of three. What's it like with the kids right now in this time where there is a bit of angst and there's a lot of unanswered questions, excuse me? Well, we're trying to make it a little bit more lighthearted as well. I mean, understanding, yes, you know, it's very real what's happening and making sure that they're uh, doing the right thing, but at the same time, modelling what our response should be. Yeah. as parents. I think it's really important that we actually set that example for our kids. Well, I love what the Bible says. It says, if you have a strength of faith, yes. <clears throat> don't just protect that for yourself. Help yes. others around you yes. because I know what it is to have hope depleted. I know what it is to feel like, I don't know what's going to happen here. But somebody smiles, somebody's heart that's filled with something that is of God just lifts you yes. to a new level. 
And for all of us, I want to encourage you that our souls, which are our emotional world, they were created by God, but they were also designed to have an anchor. So if we just live according to our emotions, we're going to be all over the place. We need an anchor. Uh, I was thinking about a story when I was in my mid-teens. I was a little naughty back then. I think I may still be a little naughty. But uh, my dad was out of town and he had a boat. It was a 14-foot fiberglass boat. In fact, it was called a fireball. And I rang a few of my mates and I said, Dad's out. Why don't we take the boat out? I'm sure it's okay as long as we look after it, clean it afterwards, he'll never know. So we were living in Lower Hutt in New Zealand at the time. We went out into the Wellington Harbour and I decided with the boys, we're egging each other on. Let's go out further than we've ever been. We went right out to the heads. And as we got out there, the wind changed and it began to blow up. And so this beautiful flat water became like waves. I mean, one and a half meter waves. And it's like, guys, we're in trouble. Then all of a sudden the motor cut out and we looked at each other and fear gripped us. <laughs> and we thought, what do we do? Well, I knew enough is if you're out of control, drop your anchor. So I reached for the anchor and I dropped it down only to discover that the pressure of the wind that we were in, the anchor was not big enough to hold it. And so we began to drift towards rocks. You know, all I could think about is not about the boat, really. It was like, Dad, what's going to happen when Dad comes home and the boat's broken up? Even if we survive, I'll never live that down because I disobeyed. I did so many things. So how many know you pray? When you get into a time like that, well, the good news is that we got the engine started and before we hit the rocks, we were able to pull up the anchor that was sliding and uh, we headed for home, got home safely. But it's in those times when we feel like we don't know where to go, when we have no personal answer, when things are drifting outside of our control, it's those times that the Bible teaches us if you have an anchor called hope, then you can live above the circumstance and you can head into the wind and step forward. Uh, there's a book in the Bible, the book of Hebrews. It was a time where the Jewish Christians were being put in prison for their faith. Basically, the culture was very religious and Jesus came with a message that God was not into religion. He was into freedom and relationship. And that when you really find God, your heart gets free and you can live a bigger life and they realized they were losing control. So they would take the Christians that had this belief and they'd put them in prison. And in the middle of that, there is Hebrews chapter 6, a great chapter to read maybe throughout the week. And the writer of Hebrews says, never forget that God made a promise to Abraham. And even though the promise didn't come when it was expected, it came. And you can trust God because God is a God that doesn't lie. And then I love this verse in verse 19. It says, this hope, when you hold on to this hope centered in who God is, is a strong and a trustworthy anchor for your soul. I want to encourage you, if you're feeling fragile, it's okay. We all do. But there is an anchor that you can put into the sea of fear and you can allow it if you have hope, if you allow God to bring hope to you, it's not only going to be an anchor for your soul, soul, it's going to lead you through a curtain into God's inner sanctuary. And there is a God that created this universe. It's a God, he's a God that created you. And he has an inner sanctuary where his presence fills us and replaces fear. 
And in that moment, everything about our humanity changes. And I kind of feel that even through this crisis, many people are going to discover that God is not about religion. He's about bringing hope. He's about releasing freedom. He's about taking us beyond our weakness and bringing us to a point that we've never been in before or ever discovered in our own strength. And I think it would be great for us to talk through a little bit about that because I've got a couple of anchors here. Being somebody who now is a Bodhi and I love the boat, I've got on your left-hand side a what you call a grapnel anchor. It's an anchor that is a part of boats that are going maybe fishing or doing something in their boating exercise and they know they're going to go to a place that's got foul ground. In other words, it's an anchor that can go down and the little hooks will hook onto the foul ground and when the wind blows, it holds the boat still. However, when it's time to release the anchor from foul ground, often it won't come free because it's attached to something solid. So what you do is through force, you can pull it and the arms of the grapnel can bend straight so that the anchor can come free and you can retrieve your anchor and go home. For me, that's a lot like some Christians who have a belief or want a convenience belief that I'm going to dig into God in times of trouble, but when that finishes, I want my ability to do what I want. And even though it has a purpose, it's not the best anchor. Next to it is an anchor that's designed that even if you throw your anchor in a tough time to mud, it's going to bury and plow into the mud to give you the best holding ability. If it goes to something that is rocky, it's going to hold fast. No matter what changes, even when the wind changes, it will hold you firm. It has with it a chain and then a rope. And the chain is there to stop the rope from fraying on the hardness of the bottom, but also works like, a, uh, like an elastic band, if you like, because of the weight is on an angle. When the wind blows with a gust, it straightens, but it doesn't put all of the pressure on the anchor to dislodge it. And it's designed to keep you safe. And that's the kind of anchor that I'm talking about when we need to have an anchored hope. In fact, uh, I found another anchor this week. It's not the biggest of anchors. Uh, I call it Abe's anchor because uh, Abe also has a boat but has little anchors. And to be honest, I thought this would be a great picture because some of us have a belief. But the reality is when we throw in the anchor in times of storm, it doesn't hold anything. And that could be you, and I'm not here to point the finger because I know what it is to start with a faith that's small. But we need anchors that won't let us down. Because otherwise, as soon as the wind blows, we begin to drift. And I thought it would be good to talk about that. Ben, for you, um, as all of us, talk about a time where you felt like what you had secured all went wrong. Yeah, I... um thing like 10 years ago, basically to the day, I was living in Sydney. I thought that's where all my future was. I had a house, had friends, church family, the whole deal. And I'd just come back from overseas on a holiday and then I got back and just couldn't find work anywhere. Like jobs were shutting down. It was been a couple of months and I started to uh, like, okay, God, like I know you're meant to be in control, but what on earth is going on here? And actually the opportunity to move here to New Zealand turned up at the time. And everything about it was like, this wasn't my planning. This wasn't my thinking. Like, where is this coming from? except when I was in worship, like tonight. I'd be in worship and there'd be this sense of hope and there'd be this sense of purpose. 
And even though I couldn't articulate what it was going to look like, what was going to happen, there was just this sense that God was for me. He had good things for me. Uh, and that guided me through the whole process. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? When, when we hit the end of ourselves, how we're more open to say, well, God, if you're really there, I need you. <laughs> and God says, that's why you need to deploy your anchor. And as we do that, God doesn't kind of go, well, you should have done this earlier. He says, do it now. And I think we need to stir up in each other that sense of hope. Uh, Have there been times for anyone else that it's kind of like, I just need an injection of hope at that moment? Yeah, my husband about five years ago got cancer. And in that process, I just remember going to sleep at night. My brain was going 10 to the dozen. And I was like, Lord, I just want to sleep. And you know, God never answers you the way that you often think. And um, he said, Caroline, who are, you, who are you putting your trust in? Wow. And at that moment, it was just like this, this shift that took place. And I was like, actually, you know what? My trust is hope. My hope is anchored in God. My trust is in you, God, regardless of what's going on. I don't understand the circumstances. I don't know the why, but I'm going to put my trust in you and lean in. And, you know, it's, it's those times that we need to lay at the feet of Jesus anxiety, yeah. lay at the feet of Jesus fear and go, you know what, my hope is anchored in you, Jesus. Yeah. I trust in you regardless yeah. of what's yes. going on. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't feel those things yes. either. It's like I remember when Paul first found out, we found out you had a melanoma and we had to decide there and then, okay, who are we going to trust here? We, we had no nothing we could physically do about it. There was nothing we could tangibly do about it to fix it. We had to really dig deep and put our trust in God and say, God, we trust you. And um, there were moments of what if, but then it was, God, what if? Whatever happens, it's in your hands. And I remember you coming to that place where you just said, well, you know, if this is it, then I'm ready to go. I'm not too sure I was that faith-filled at the time and said, I'm ready for you to go. But if it did happen that way, then my hope is in God. It's not in the circumstance. And I think it, it's a challenging. It challenges you. And then the second time you got another one, I, I actually strangely did not fear anything that time. I just had such a peace that, God, you've, you've been before and you're going to do it again. And again, we got a good result. But yeah, I think for all of us in our humanity, we all trust in something. And we all have an anchor sometimes right now for many uh, if your trust is in the stock market. It's like you'll lose all grip of hope. Uh, If it's in your own ability and that uh, um, opportunity to use that ability is taken from you for a season. But when you trust in God, there's a hope that rises up in the middle of those emotions. And as I said, I I love this verse, Hebrews 6.19, that this hope we have as an anchor to the soul, and that hope is within us. I think if you read through the chapter, there's a number of thoughts that came to me this week as I was preparing for today. You come to realize, like Abraham, that Abraham stood on the promise God gave him. It wasn't like, well, I'm not seeing it, so therefore I'm going to distrust God. God is God, so whether I'm 50, 30, or 100, God, you promised, and I'm going to stay in that place. And then God says, because you stayed in that place, that you are for me, you're not against me. And that's the thought is there is a need if we're going to have an anchored hope to have a knowledge that God is for us. He's literally for us. Um, There is sometimes this feeling that, you know, God's this ogre in the sky that when we don't do the right thing, he's there 
um, condemning us. No, he's a father. He's so much a father that he sent his son Jesus to deal with our inability, our weakness, our sin. And so it's not like you've got to get to that place and then God wraps his arms. He's longing to pick you up, pick me up right now. He's for me. And uh, I remember Marie sharing, you came from a a fairly religious background, believed in God, but it was kind of like I went to church because I felt like I had to go to church rather than I discovered there's a God that's for me. And uh, that's, that's a bit, how, how did that change for you as a, as a young girl? Well, I was brought up with a, um, a knowledge of God, but not a relationship with God. And I think that's the difference. It was knowing about God. And uh, at 10 years old, my father passed away and our whole family fell apart. Right. So the knowledge we had wasn't helpful. We didn't have that relationship. We didn't have that anchor. And so it was like the storm came into our life and took us out, basically. And for many years, we were, all of the family tossed around. And at 18 years of age, my brother actually asked me to come to church. And it was there that I was presented with, for the first time, that I could actually have a relationship with God for myself. I didn't have to just know about him. I could actually know him. And it was in that knowledge, when I surrendered my life to that and to him, my life totally changed and, and nobody can tell me that God is not real because he's literally changed my life and he is my anchor and my rock. And God knows. Uh, you know, I, I've been moved uh, this week. Some of you be aware, but I launched a new book called Now Hope. Uh, I've been working on this for a couple of years, but last year I just felt I needed to do it and we've just launched it in March. How uncanny is that? <laughs> to know that the world would be in a crisis and In here, I discovered that God says in his word, 1 Corinthians 13, that there are three things that remain. They are faith, hope, and love. And I've come to discover that as humans, no matter what our beliefs are or are not, there are three things that we really need to find who God is and to find who we are. And they are faith, hope, and love. And this thought that love comes from a father and it's unconditional love, is mind-blowing. So God doesn't love me because I'm a good boy, because I'm a naughty boy. I took dad's boat, (laughs) and I shouldn't have done that. But God loves me because he's a father, and he created me to know his love. And until you settle that God is for us, you literally can't stand up in life on a foundation that's secure. And that's the kind of rock understanding that our anchor has to go on. God loves me. And God loves you. And tonight, he he feels the pain that we feel and he wants to take us from love and then we add hope. And our hope engenders a heart of belief and expectation. And then we go to God's word and then we discover faith. We can see supernatural miracles happen. And by the way, you can even right here tonight, come into the team, just go online and say, hey, I need prayer for something. We're here to help and to make sure that God helps you through it. And so I want to encourage you, God's for you. The second thing I see in this great chapter is there is a need for us to understand that our today is not the end of our story. Abraham, after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And all of us can get trapped in a season. All of us in our humanity right now, there is a lot of fear. But remember, as I said earlier on, seasons will pass. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it in New Zealand, in Australia, globally, we're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. All you need to do is get up and keep walking. 
and say, okay, well, what is my hope in? Is it in things that can be taken or is it in God that remains? Then I've got an anchor that can lock onto that ground. And and that's a challenge because I think sometimes we fail to keep going to the finish line. Has there ever been a time, say, Caroline, in your life where you felt like, you know, I just, I feel like I can't go on? Yeah, um, I've had three pregnancies and in each pregnancy I was sick from the start to the finish and I... They had me on the drip, they had a nasal gastric tube inside me and there were moments where I just was like, God, you, you have to come through. But I think when everything is out of control, like you said earlier, we serve a God who's totally in control and you know, when our hope is anchored in God, um, we can trust him and faith is... Um, Faith is a response. It's not a reaction. It's a response. And it's, it's when we respond to him in faith that, like you were saying, that miracles happen. Yeah. Yeah. You may be a control freak. I think if you are, then God's going to use this time to say that when you pass the test of saying, I can't control it, but I'm going to come to God and drop my anchor on him. You're going to come into a place of freedom. And it's like, it's not that we don't do our bit. It's not like we don't walk through the right channels. Uh, Right now, we are praying for our governments. We're praying for everybody that's involved in leading nations through this. Because again, we're praying that the fear that can so easily grip a human heart is going to be replaced, as we just heard, by responding, not reacting. And we need to lift those up that are in leadership. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., I'm sure many of us have heard this quote, But he basically said the ultimate measure of someone is not where they stand when everything is comfortable and convenient, but where we stand and how we stand in times of challenge and controversy. And so I want to encourage you to stand up and just in this time not keep repeating the negative news or the fear-based things that can surround us, but begin to say, no, God, you are the God that I can trust because you're a God that cannot lie. And that's what Hebrews 6, God is a God that cannot lie. If he could lie, then he wouldn't be God. Which really is the third point, that there needs to be a conviction that God is always, not sometimes true to his word. And that God has promised for all of us, he will work everything together for good. It won't always happen the way we want it to happen. It's a matter of going, no God, you've got the master plan. And when the enemy comes and attacks, you are bigger than that. And, and I love the teaching of Jesus. He was so down to earth. I think in church we get so kind of over the top that we don't understand what's going down. But he said, if you want to build a house, don't build it on sand. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to deploy your anchor, don't have an anchor this size. Abe, you could almost use it as an airing, this one. It's going to... No, put your anchor, the right size anchor, on the rock. And then when the winds blow, he didn't say they won't blow. He says they will blow. But your house will stand firm. And so instead of going, wow, this is out of control. I've never seen this happen. Things have happened in the history. We've got through them because God is in charge. And uh, there are big moments when we go through those kind of experiences. You were sharing one of your favorite scriptures, Ben. Share it with us. Yeah, it's, it's 2 Timothy one um, twelve, and I love it because uh, for me, I always think like you really know who someone is when they're really pushed to the limit. Yeah. And it's the Apostle Paul, it's potentially the last words he ever wrote. 
and he's sitting in a prison cell and he says, you know, he talks about the fact that everything he's been through, the persecution, the, um, the shipwrecks, the fact that he was about to lose his life because he'd preached the story of Jesus. And he says, you know, this is no cause for shame. Even though I sit in a prison cell by myself, this is no cause for shame. And even though I seem to be alone, this is no cause for shame because I know the one whom I have believed in. And I love that it's not I know what I have believed in, but I know the one whom I have believed in. I've seen his faithfulness. I've seen his goodness in my life. And he goes on to say, and, you know, he's able to guard what I've entrusted to him. So in other words, you know, I don't have to have control over this situation. And, you know, I think of that today. I like knowing how things are going to go. Times like this, I don't know how things are going to go. But I know the one who was the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know he's sitting in tomorrow already, and so I can trust him. I know he's been faithful before. He'll be faithful again. And that gives me hope. It is so good. Bring so much peace. Again, just using the anchor analogy, if if you go out and you decide, hey, we're going to kind of all bunk in, sleep on the floor, and stay overnight. Uh, I've done that a couple of times. You begin to think about your anchorage in a whole different light. Because there are winds that come up through the night that may be the opposite to the way they were blowing before. And so what you want to do is have the right size anchor, right size chain, a rope that's not frayed, and then you're looking for some rubble on the ground that represents rock and you drop it down and then you back the boat up to make sure it's fixed. So if you do blow around, it's on the kind of ground that won't give way. If you don't do that, you don't sleep through the night. Because you're always thinking, oh, we we could drift towards the rocks. Can I encourage you, as Ben just said, you can have a kind of knowledge about him, but do you know him? And even for us that do know him, we've given our lives to him in a time like this, who are we trusting? What are we trusting? And it's kind of like, I think God is reaching into our hearts and saying, it's unfortunate that sometimes you need to be shaken before you reset your anchor in a different foundation. And that's the time where everything begins to move. It's kind of like Hebrews says that we have this anchor, as I said, that's, that is for our soul. It's sure and it's steadfast. And the thought is that, that the moment we encounter God's presence, we find lasting hope. It's not that we're not challenged by what comes our way, but we find a hope that stands stronger than the wind. And that's a wonderful place to be in. And right now, if you feel like you are shaking, again, whether you're here in New Zealand, there in Melbourne, part of life, Melbourne, if you're just tuning in online for the first time or you're somebody that goes, you know, I I just feel like I've lost all of the oxygen in my lungs. I feel like I don't know where to go. I want to encourage you. God is already beside you. And God's just looking for an invitation where we say, God, would you help me? I feel riddled with fear. I've got anxiety that's playing all over my mind. Just stop and just allow God to reach you. Psalm 91 says, if you sit down in God's presence, you're going to spend the night in El Shaddai's shadow. (laughs) In other words, just stop. This is a season where we're being forced to stop. It's not a bad thing. And just sit down and just say, I'm not going to fear. I'm just going to stop trying to work it all out. And I'm going to let the shadow of the God that's always been cover me. And that really doesn't matter what church you go to or don't go to. It's just the shadow of God. Don't let the shadow of fear be the shadow that overcomes you. The shadow of your past be the shadow that defines you. What other people have said about you, don't let that 
hold you back. Listen to the voice of your Father in heaven that says, I'm here for you. Just come close enough. Let that shadow be a part of who you are. And I've asked the team tonight to sing another worship song. If you know it, sing along with us. But maybe take a moment and just allow God's presence to fill you. Let, Let Him overshadow the things that are beyond your control. And hope will become an anchor. And when hope is an anchor, you can weather any storm. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.